The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And hey, welcome to the show, everyone. Wow, we have so many great things going on right now in this country for Americans with disabilities. We have the executive order that President Barack Obama signed. We have the advance notice that was sent out from Hachu on the Rehab Act. Can you imagine that? Never been enforced before. And we have OPM, who is putting together a staffing register of people with disabilities. We just have so many great things. It is our time. It's time for us to speak up and say justice for all. So today is going to be a great show, let me tell you that. Our guest, Evan Frazier, is not only a great leader in America, Evan is a man that I can tell you who believes in justice for all. He also is an author. I'll talk about that later. And he works for one of my favorite companies in America, Highmark. <clears throat> Everyone, remember, if it weren't for Highmark, there wouldn't be a vendor consulting services. They helped me fulfill my dream of creating a company where I could employ Americans with disabilities. So, Evan, welcome to the show. Oh, Joyce, thank you. It is always a pleasure to be here with you because, uh, again, you are one of my inspirations uh, in life. I mean, I can't think of anyone more inspirational of what they're doing and someone who's more committed to the cause of, of people with disability and civil rights, as you've said before, and I'm just honored to be here. Well, <clears throat> see what I mean? Here he is, high-level executive, author, and very well-known in the United States. Look at him. He is always humble. I just, I'm telling you, I'm going to be his campaign manager someday. <laughs> hey, Evan, how about if we start by you telling um, our listeners what your new position is at Highmark, because if you've followed my show for the past six years, you know Evan has been on before when he was working as a community leader at Hill House. But now he has a new position. Why don't you tell them about that? Well, I, I work um, very, very fortunate to be here at Highmark. Uh, I work as the Senior Vice President of Community Affairs for Highmark. And so I oversee areas such as uh, the, the corporate giving, uh, community programming, uh, some of the community health initiatives, the volunteerism. Uh, we do a lot of the sponsorships and also uh, uh, help to oversee the Highmark Foundation. And so all of those uh, are areas that I, I tend to focus on. And so it's been great. Uh, uh, this is my first year at the company. But one of the things that, you know, is very clear, uh, not only about helping to make a decision about coming here to Highmark, 
but also about, you know, being optimistic about the future is that Highmark has had this legacy of community support uh, that has been longstanding. So I have this, this opportunity to build on a strong foundation, and that's, that's what I'm real excited about doing, uh, helping to, you know, go deeper and helping to be more focused and have greater impact. Uh, and uh, so I'm, I'm so pleased to be here and with the leadership of Dr. Ken Milani and uh, the other leaders who are here uh, to be able to work in this environment is really tremendous. <clears throat> well, you know, just to remind everyone, or if you are listening for the first time and you don't know, many years ago, over 15 years ago, I went to this company. Back then it was called Blue Cross of Western Pennsylvania before the merger with Blue Shield, which, of course, it then became Highmark. And I went and met with the CEO, Bill Lowry, told him I had a dream. I wanted to employ people with disabilities. But I would need someone that would agree to bring on maybe six people for three years. And I am telling you, it took them one day. That's all. That's all. One day to say That's yes. Good. And when he retired, he took me to lunch with John Browse, the CEO. And when John Browse left, I went and met Kim Milani, Dr. Kim Milani, who has taken this uh, even, you know, to a greater level. So when it comes to disability, there is no doubt about it. <clears throat> Highmark really gets it. They do. And Evan will just be icing on the cake for them there. Oh. But anyway, Evan, here's our first question for you from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, from a Nancy. And the question is, how hard is it or was it to move from a nonprofit organization like the Hill House to an organization like Highmark? You know, that's, that is such a great question. Uh, and people actually ask the question a lot. Um, really, for me, it wasn't a, a terribly difficult transition for me. Uh, part of it is because of my background has really been a combination of corporate and nonprofit. You know, so it, it wasn't one or the other. In fact, I started on the corporate side. Uh, years ago, I had the opportunity to do community relations for Eaton Park and to head that effort for a number of years. Um, and so I've had that corporate experience there. I've had experiences at PNC, uh, which also is, a, you know, a, definitely one of the major corporate players here. But I've also worked on the nonprofit side in many cases, um, both for organizations that are community-based as well as um, uh, uh, kind of entrepreneurial nonprofits as well. And so for me, it was not a difficult transition. One thing I can share for those who might be out there who are looking to figure out, you know, how do you make that transition? And I really think the key lies in being able to connect the dots for other people. Because if you think about it, a lot of the same skills that, uh, you know, qualities of management are very similar, whether it's a for-profit or a non-profit environment. What tends to be different is the, the way you measure success. Uh, the environment might be a little bit different. Um, but the, the skill sets in many cases are very transferable. It's how you think about it, and it's how the individual thinks about it. So it's really your responsibility as an individual to connect the dots for other people because other people won't always see how to make that transition. Um, but as long as you see it and you see the connection, then you're able to connect the dots for other people so they can see why it makes sense for you. 
And so I've always had that philosophy, particularly since <clears throat> I've transitioned kind of between public and private several times. Um, and, and I've kind of done it fairly deliberately because I, I, I wanted, I've always wanted to be in a position where I can have impact in, in both arenas. And so that, that's, you know, so this time it, it wasn't a real tough transition. I had been in, on the corporate side before. And what I do now very much relates to the community. So uh, having, the, uh, having been on the other side as a grantee and being, been on the side of running a, uh, a community-based nonprofit uh, helps me to understand the impact of what I do on the corporate side, uh, particularly in our grant-making and the way we do activities. Yeah, that must that is that is something. Now you're you're seeing it on both ends, Evan, and <clears throat> I know you would take it seriously and certainly be empathetic after, you know, being on the other end. But I did want to talk about that for a minute. Sure. You know, Evan, across the United States, as you well know, we are still in an economic recession. We still have many people unemployed. And things are not as they were, you know, four or five years ago. And I know that many foundations have been suffering from this great recession. I wanted to ask you, you know, when, when do you think we'll see a change there? Well, I wish I had the crystal ball to that, <laughs> to the question. Um, but I, I can say that, um, you know, my understanding of our situation, you know, as a whole is that while the markets are coming back, uh, and the market's doing better, which is a good thing. Um, we haven't seen the job growth in the same way yet. And so I, I do believe, I, I'm very optimistic that it will happen. And I, I do think that we have good leadership, uh, at, you know, uh, within our country that, that can help us to get there. Um, so I do think that ultimately um, you're going to see a change. Uh, you're going to see job growth. Uh, it's going to take more creativity. It's going to take uh, some business risk. And it's going to, and it's going to take, uh, you know, it's going to take some time too. Um, so I don't have a, a a real sense in terms of a timing of when it could happen, but I can say I am optimistic that it will happen. I really believe that things will turn in a way that will create greater opportunities. And uh, they always say that, you know, in in difficult times, economic times, uh, that's when the greatest opportunity uh, can be. And so I think this is the time for those creative minds out there that are thinking, you know, how can we create jobs? How can we create value for the future? Um, and, I, and, I, and, I, and, and maybe it's, I'm an eternal optimist, and that may be true. Um, but I do believe that we're going to see things turn uh, in, in the coming years. But I do think it will take a little bit of time. <clears throat> yeah, and everyone has to be patient with that. Exactly. Because this was so significant. You know, it cannot turn around overnight. <clears throat> you have to also understand that this impacted corporations with their foundation tremendously. But, you know, I will tell you that Highmark has still done everything they can to continue supporting the community. Uh, but we're going to go to break right now. If you just joined us, you are in for a treat today because our guest is Evan Frazier, who is the Senior Vice President of Community Affairs at Highmark. He is the real deal. For all of us, including people with disabilities, this is Joyce Bender, America's Voice. 
where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Evan. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Get ready for a show that breaks ground on the subject of women in motorsports and what it takes to dream, believe, achieve. Gas and Go with Alio is all about the movement that is happening lightning fast in women's racing. You'll get a wide array of perspectives from the drivers to the fans, as well as what it takes to be a role model in a male-dominated sport. Join your host, professional driver Allie Owens, for Gas and Go with Alio Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on the Power Up Motorsports Channel. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than three million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And hey, welcome back. If you just joined us, you're in for a treat today because today we have a wonderful person on the show, Evan Frazier, who is the Senior Vice President of Community Affairs for Highmark in Pittsburgh and Camp Hill. And he is just a person truly devoted to civil rights across the board. Um, and, you know, Evan, as I told at the beginning of the show, Dr. Milani, all the CEOs at Highmark have carried this charge on. You know, when people ask me, they'll say, well, you know, with these different companies like Highmark, you right. know, you were able to get a lot of people employed. And I explained, yeah, and it came from the top. The commitment was from the top. And I wanted to ask you, Evan, yes. what difference do you think that makes when it's from the top? You know, it makes all the difference in the world. I mean, the way companies are structured without the top level support on initiatives with, that require change, uh, I have to be very honest that they just don't happen and they certainly don't happen in the longevity that uh, they have here with uh, the commitment Highmark's had uh, towards people with disabilities. Um, to have that through uh, several 
top CEOs of the company, um, that really allows there to be real change and real growth and to really build it into the culture of an organization. As you know, anytime you try to make a cultural change, that never happens overnight. And it doesn't happen without top-level support. And so it, it makes all the difference. Dr. Milani is a fabulous leader, and uh, he has really embraced this. In fact, I've seen him uh, in action with different organizations and, and his commitment towards them uh, that, that make it clear. And then when I look around uh, the office and, and see people uh, that you might not see, that you wouldn't see otherwise, uh, you could see the evidence of that kind of commitment uh, just by looking around and walking around on the different floors here. So it, it, really, is, uh, it really is essential. It is because, <clears throat> you know, I am in uh, Washington, D.C., Baltimore today, and meeting with different people from the federal government. And so, you know, so excited about President Obama's new executive order because Americans with disabilities are the largest group, the largest minority group unemployed in this country. It's a hard, hard thing to change. So as Evan said, when you have the support ongoing from the top, it makes such a difference. And, and I tell everyone that. When they ask me what they should do, I say, you need support. I mean, at all levels, don't get me wrong, but one of those levels has to be from the top for you to really be able to move forward, you know, without worrying about falling into a political landmine. That's right. Yes. yes. Yeah, in order well, for Evan, to stay, minorities with disabilities, I just talked about this earlier today at OPM, uh -huh. are left out of employment at an extremely alarming rate. As a matter of fact, like 80 to 90 percent rate. Um, so uh, why do you think that is, Evan? You know, it's, uh, I, I, it, it, I'm assuming it has to do with the, you know, the, the double factor of being both uh, um, a minority as well as a person with uh, disability. Um, it, it probably makes it that much more challenging um, to overcome, you know, the set of barriers. And, uh, and I think that it's something we, you know, we've got to find a way to help Correct. Um, Joyce, the role that you have played and the light that you have given to that issue is so critical. And your, your, your leadership, one, has, I know has already sparked a difference and will continue to make a difference uh, as we all, you know, keep working to try to do, uh, do uh, our part from different angles to try to make advances here. But you're, you're right on. The first part is really... Uh, making people aware of how how much of a, a disparity there really is as it relates to uh, um, you know minorities with disabilities. It is, and it's terrible. I, I, what I said today was, <clears throat> if this was clearer in this country, I think people would be marching down the street. But it is what Evan said. It's called double jeopardy. You know, I'm already a minority, whether I'm Latino or African-American, and just add blindness to that, and you know, good luck finding a job. And I really believe that with all of this work that President Obama is doing, I really believe you're going to see a difference. I remember when um, our Supreme Court Justice Sotomayor, when he was talking about her, and he said, 
When she was young, she loved to read Nancy Drew mysteries. She loved them. And one day she said, this is what I want to do. I want to be in justice or a detective or something. And a person said to her, you'll never be able to do that. She said, why? Well, because you have juvenile diabetes. Mm. And he said, but as you can see, she's doing it. Oh, I was so excited. That is, that is amazing. Yeah, that when he amazing. did that, I'm not kidding you, I must jumped out right off the sofa. Because, <laughs> see, this is what people need to hear, that you can work at different levels. It doesn't matter if you're Latino, African-American, or, or really or Caucasian, for that matter. But it is obviously more difficult if you are from a disadvantaged area or minority when we know that we already have to deal with problems uh, with racism. And I just want to tell you that Evan has been behind this with me for a long time, and we have uh, worked and will be doing more work on this. I was telling Evan that I'm going to be working with the White House on a special initiative on uh, the employment of minorities with disabilities, and it is my hope that we can also showcase something right there in Pittsburgh, Evan. Uh, that would be great, and uh, you know we'll we'll help to work on that with you. Well, that would be wonderful. Well, Evan, this next question, I don't know if you can answer it unless you have, let's see, three days. <laughs> but I, I was going to ask you what impact health care reform has had on Highmark. So if you just want to highlight some of the main things you're dealing with, that's fine. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's, it's a very complex topic. And certainly it's something that uh, uh, we're, we're very much uh, paying attention to and responding to. Um, I think that, um, you know, uh, for, for Highmark, it, uh, you know, it, it, it presents an opportunity, you know, to look at future growth uh, as well as challenges to make the adaptations that are needed. Uh, to make sure that, uh, you know, we're positioned uh, for the future. Uh, because with uh, health care reform, one of the big trends is going to be more towards the, um, you know, individuals uh, as opposed to just uh, employers, as, uh, uh, as you would expect with so many uh, new folks entering, uh, you know, the, uh, the world of health care benefits. Uh, and so if you, if you really think about it, from our standpoint, and again, I, I don't want to speak for Highmark as a whole because there are people who are much more well-versed in uh, the whole issue of, of, uh, of uh, how we're responding to healthcare reform. That's not my uh, area of expertise. Uh, but as I learn about it, uh, we are always looking to be more efficient. You know, we're looking for ways that we can, you know, provide greater customer, you know, customer value. We're looking for ways, from our angle, we're looking for, um, you know, uh, how will this uh, uh, impact the way that we reach out to the community and uh, how do we make sure that uh, we're providing the right support. So I can tell you there's a lot of energy and there's a lot of uh, thought uh, around the whole idea of, uh, um, how, you know, how healthcare reform is going to change the marketplace. And uh, I think Highmark is well positioned, uh, you know, uh, to really make that change in a very positive way. And so uh, I'm, I'm optimistic about the future. I think healthcare reform has its, uh, has its challenges as well. I'm sure there's some people who can give a better description of what all the challenges 
are, and I think the, the most difficult challenge is that we don't know fully uh, what the impact is because there's so many variables uh, that would be, uh, that just haven't played out yet, both at the state level and in the execution of how the, you know, it will ultimately, uh, you, know, the, you know, the legislation will ulti- ultimately uh, be written and interpreted. And so uh, it's a complex issue, but we're certainly responding to it. We're trying to get uh, ahead of it. But at the end of the day, I do think uh, we'll be successful as a, as a company uh, in finding ways to adapt to uh, uh, the ever-changing marketplace that reform has uh, uh, been a catalyst for. And, you know, when you want to know more about this, rather than just listening to people, go to highmark.com go to CNN, go somewhere, but read about it first before you just assume something. Because this is so complicated, as Evan said, it is so complex, you cannot possibly believe it. And and what you need is you need to be educated. You know, find out for yourself. Get on the Internet. Go to CNN or, you know, wherever you want to go, but find out for yourself so that you know what you're talking about. And 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 it's important to go beyond just the sound bites that you hear from time to time, uh, you know, uh, on the news. Um, It's important to go a level deeper than that because it is very complex. And if you only rely on just sound bites, then you're going to miss the bigger picture. Yeah, that's right. A sound bite is like a firecracker. Exactly, exactly. But a sound bite is not going to give you the reality of what's going on. You, you really, you, you, that is very good advice, Evan, and remember, sound bites sell, so take time, <laughs> take time to read and get educated. But we're going to get ready to go to break now, if you just joined us. Our guest today is Evan Frazier, author and senior vice president of community affairs at Highmark, and truly a man committed to civil rights and to the community and to Americans with disabilities. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and even on Sunday. We'll be right back. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Women in business today face many challenges in advancing their careers and reaching their goals. There are corporate executives, entrepreneurs, and business owners that have made their mark in business. Now you can learn their secrets and tips. Listen to Women Mean Business as your host, Bonnie Marcus, explores how to thrive in the business environment, navigate the workplace, and climb the corporate ladder. Listen live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and effectively promote yourself today. Are you a wow, a wise, outrageous woman of a certain age who wants thrilling work, vibrant health, joyful relationships, financial freedom, and the new F word, fun, in the next stage of life? Join host Lynn Schreiber in the Wow Zone each week where you'll meet amazing women who are creating lives filled with passion, purpose, and pizzazz. 
In the Wow Zone, broadcast live every Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Anything is possible. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back to the show, and we are talking to Evan Frazier, who is the Senior Vice President of Community Affairs at Highmark, but a longtime friend of all of us. But in addition to all of these great accomplishments, he is also an author. And I wanted, I wanted to ask you if you could share a little bit about your book and what caused you to write the book, and also even if our listeners are interested, how they could purchase it. Sure, sure. Um, well, the, the book is entitled, Most Likely to Succeed, The Fraser Formula for Success. And the whole idea behind it was to help people to, to um, find success in their lives through uh, a, a, what I would characterize as a fairly as a simple, straightforward uh, framework that anyone could apply to their lives. But it's, uh, while it's simple and straightforward, it's very, very powerful when it's applied in a way to their future. And so the whole idea behind the book was, again, to inspire people to go further, to find greater success in their lives, and, and to help them get positioned for their future. I mean, that, that really is uh, the fundamental idea behind it. And so it, and it goes back uh, a number of years. In fact, uh, 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 the original concept uh, I remember uh, writing about in my college yearbook. And over the last, you know, 15, 20 years or 15, 18 years, um, I've re really had a chance to evolve the concept and share it with folks in many different ways. And I've come to realize not only was it helpful in my own success, but it's also helped others to find success in their lives. So the, the, the principal concept is that success uh, is a combination of your vision, your plan, developing a plan, and the right attitude. But let me, let me go back, and uh, if, if we have a little time, Joyce, I could tell you a little bit more about what, what, what we mean by those three areas. No, get right ahead. Okay, so, so the idea of vision is that you are painting a picture of what your future, um, you know, wh what your future, what you want your future to be. In other words, it becomes your own personal criteria for success. You're defining success for yourself when you create your own vision. And so the book talks a lot about why vision is so important. It talks about people who've been very, very successful, 
who have used vision to really drive their success. And then it shows you how to build it. And it's a little bit different for each person, but the most important thing is that your vision is something that comes from deep down inside. And uh, so once you have your vision established, it's important that you're lining up everything else to your vision, that it's in alignment. So you're, as you look to build the plan for how you're going to get there, it has to be in alignment with your vision. The plan uh, has both professional as well as personal components to it, uh, is what I found. And that the plan is actually, um, uh, it, it's, it's really something that will evolve uh, as you go. And every, each of us is unique as individuals. So each of us has a very unique plan for how we're going to achieve our vision. But it's tangible steps. It's, you know, what do you need to do professionally? What do you need to do educationally? What do you need to do um, in your personal life? Uh, to make sure that you're taking steps and the right steps uh, that are going to help you achieve your vision. So the book helps you to figure out how to build a plan, you know, helps you to structure that. So you start with your vision. You know, you really take your time to do a vision. You've got to write it out. You've got to build it. It's got to be inspirational to you. You know, you build your plan. You know, you have to have both personal and professional sides to it. Um, and then... The third part, which I, I just think is so critical and, and so many people forget about it, and that third part is the right attitude. Not attitude, the right attitude. And what that means, you know, I think about attitude in a very broad perspective. And what that means is, you know, uh, it, it's all those things that then, you know, really form the glue for helping you to be successful. It's, it's do you believe in yourself? Do you believe in your vision? You know, do you, you know, uh, are you looking at the world half empty or half full? Or the glass half empty or half full? You know, is it, it's, it's how do you, you know, look at yourself? How do you look at others? It's, it's all those things. But the right attitude is critical because in our lives, uh, what i found is life uh, is cyclical. So in other words, you have high points in your life. And just as we all have high points, we all have low points. I haven't met anyone yet who has escaped the low points. But what seems to make the difference for in, in so many cases is that things are fine when you're at your high points, but it's how you look at life when you're in your low points. Are you still focused on your vision? Do, do you believe you can still get there? Have you lost complete hope, or is there still hope with inside? And it's those intangible things that really lie within your perspective, your attitude, you know, that's in alignment with your vision that makes all the difference. You know, so when you take that powerful concept of vision, you, you, the, the concept of building a strong plan that helps you to achieve it, and then you take the lens of the right attitude and what that means and then align that to your vision, I believe that anyone who takes those steps uh, has really done the, the critical things needed to position them for success in their future. And so really that's the, the genesis of, of the core concept. You know what? <clears throat> that is, I, I mean, that is phenomenal. And, and the name of your book again, Evan? Uh, it's called Most Likely to Succeed, The Fraser Formula for Success.
Okay, so how do people buy that book? Well, uh, the best way to get it um, is, well, there's a, lot of, there's a number of ways to get it. Uh, if, uh, if you're online, it, it is on Amazon.com. Uh, I also uh, have a website, www.fraserformula.com. Uh, and uh, and um, if you're in the Pittsburgh area border stores, I, uh, it's also sold in those locations. Uh, and, and so those are probably the easiest ways to get it. Um, and uh, w- one other thing I, I can mention about the book is uh, the book, it was written, uh, 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 there's a gentleman who wrote the foreword to the book uh, who is just, uh, just a phenomenal champion. And that's a gentleman by the name of Franco Harris. You know, Franco Harris wrote the foreword to the book. And I just have to say, he is such an inspiration. And to, to see him write that uh, and, and really talk about it in, in his own terms, about why this idea of the Fraser formula, uh, why it's important and in, 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 in the value he sees in it, uh, to me, uh, Franco is just, uh, you know, one, a one-of-a-kind champion, and uh, so I'm, 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 I'm delighted that he was also a part of, uh, of, of this particular publication. And so, um, with with the book, you're also getting uh, to a chance to read the foreword that Franco wrote. Think Immaculate Conception. Absolutely, Franco, right. Remember yeah. him? He's the famous stealer. Uh, but let me tell you what. He is a great person, and he gives back to the community. And I just want to tell you, you should all buy this book. I'm going to tell you what I like so much about what Evan's talking about, especially for youth with disabilities. If you have a plan, it won't happen until you write it down. You have to have that plan. You have to have the vision. You have to have the follow-through, and you know the plan. But you really have to get that in your mind. You really do, and you have to work that whole thing out. Because, Evan, I heard someone speaking that said they did some study at Yale about two groups of people with the very same academic background, same situations, and the only difference of the ones that were more successful is they not only had a plan, as you would call it a vision, but they wrote it down and, and they had goals. Absolutely. Absolutely. It makes a huge difference. And uh, one that is, is just so noticeable, uh, you know, for yourself and for others. So, Evan, you know, many people have grown up and they have not been as confident and successful as you have been. So tell me, what would you attribute to this with you? Why are, why are you like this? Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I've been, you know, I feel that I've been very, very blessed with, with great parents and, and, a, and a family that has been very supportive. I recognize that everyone doesn't have the traditional family in that way, but it's so important to surround yourself with people who are positive and people who are supportive of you and your future. Um, you know, whether they're, you have to go out and find those folks or whether, you know, it's, yeah, they're just right around you. But I've been so fortunate to have great family. I've been fortunate to have good friends and mentors, you know, and, and you know, Joyce, you are one of those people for me, both a friend and a mentor. You just are someone that uh, has always been an inspiration. Um, and, and, you know, for, for me personally, you know, I just thank God for, for so many of those people in my life uh, that, uh, 
even on a rainy day, I can't complain but so much because I know that there's just been so much uh, given to me, you know, and, and each of us, you know, have, have been given so much. It's just we have to recognize it and, and use that as a way to build from there. You know, again, it goes back to, you know, it goes back to attitude. You know, what's the right attitude for, you know, for helping us to, you know, move forward and be successful? And, um, you know, I, I have to, I, but I have to really go back to my roots. And the roots are, uh, in my case, I've, I have an inspirational mom uh, and father. You know, my, uh, my mother, who was very much a community activist, um, and so, who was very into education and, and really uh, community, uh, you know, uh, just just uh, that had to, that had an impact on my life. And my father, in his his relationship with people and his relationship with uh, you know trying to do always do good things, you know, just out there, you know, uh, it started there and then just built built from there. I'd have to say. Well, you know what? You can tell. <clears throat> they did a doggone good job. Oh, you, you. you were so kind. Yeah, so yeah kind. but the only thing is, see, here's the one thing you haven't talked about before. I just want to mention it before we go to break, and that is when he said, it's not that bad things won't happen to you. Right. But it's that how you will deal with those things. When I talk to young people, you know, youth with disabilities, I always tell them some, sometime in your life, Something will happen that's not good. Believe me, I know. You know, look at me. I almost died, you know, when I had that terrible accident. Absolutely. Sometime in your life, something will happen to you or to someone around you. And the difference of what makes a person a champion is what you do when that thing happens. Right. You know, how you deal with it. That's right. And so, because it's not as if, oh, don't worry, you'll never have a problem. You know, you will, but guess what? Everyone does. We all do. Um, And I often tell people, if they come to me and they start complaining, I'll say, don't you dare complain. Because I'm going to show you 100 people that are dealing with worse situations than you. But you know what? If you went to those people, they would find people that have situations worse than them. So, you know, everyone has to, you know, get on board with the little sign we have at Bender. And you know what that is, Evan? What was that? <laughs> no whining. No whining. That's right. That's no right. whining allowed. We, no we whining allowed. Whining. Forget that, it. That, Not that. with us. <laughs> and we're going to get ready to go to break, and then we'll come back and close the show with this great man, Evan Frazier. You need a gift this year for the holidays? Now you know. Go buy his book. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. 
One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than three million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. At last, a radio program dedicated to helping women look fabulous and feel fabulous naturally. You'll pick up tips on natural detox, learn about the benefits of whole foods, practice stress and relaxation techniques, and learn more about health, relationships, remedies, and self-motivation. Tune in to Feel and Look Fabulous with Arena. Broadcast live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We promise you, it's women's time well spent. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time, the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back. And you know what? Before we go any further, you know, did you ever hear of the unsung heroes? These are the people that do all the work behind the scenes to make you look good and that no one mentions. So I just want to tell you about Michael, my producer here in Voice America. He is the nicest person. He is always working to make everything move just so well for me. He keeps me on time. So thank goodness we have him. So Michael... We love you. We love having you. Okay, well, here we are, Evan. We're back to the show. I wanted to ask you a question. As you know, there are many young people today, and wait till September. I remember Michael, my producer, when he was listening to one of the shows in September, (laughs) was just so upset because that was the bullying show. Sure, we're going to have sure. a whole month of bullying shows because I have young people with disabilities that are bullied so much that they are attempting suicide, unfortunately, some successfully. Wow. So, Evan, uh, here you are. You're a very successful executive. For any of my young people listening to the show today uh, with disabilities, that people are bullying every single day. What advice do you have for them? Well, the, the first thing is um, you, you've got to let someone know about it. You don't want to take it on all by yourself. And so you want to make sure you, you find someone who um, you could talk to about the situation so that you're not isolated. That is so, so critical. Um, I, I think um, while, while I'm not an expert in bullying uh, uh, on a personal level, what, what I can say is that Highmark has made a huge contribution and plays a leadership role in helping to support bullying programs uh, through uh, uh, an initiative called uh, Alveus Bullying Prevention. 
And so we work with school districts, and we actually send in kind of research-based models, you know, so that school districts can train people around so that people will speak up, you know, and, and give people the support that they need. The best way to create uh, on a organ from an organizational, whether that be a school or an activity center, is to create an environment where bullying is not accepted. It's not accepted by the adults. It's not accepted by the kids. And, and so it's, it basically trains people, you know, to speak up and to help make sure um, everyone does their part to prevent bullying from happening. Now, on a personal level, I think there's a lot, first you need to know you're not the only one out there that it happens to. So there are places where you can get support, um, but the most important thing is to reach out to others, you know, bring, you know, to bring in people who can help with those issues. Uh, but don't take it on your own shoulders. And sometimes you may have to deal with it for a moment, um, but, but there are ways that you can get support and ways that you can uh, kind of persevere so that it doesn't become uh, a lasting situation. And, and, and you know, it, it's so important to be able to speak up for yourself as well as for other people. And, uh, again, I don't want to give uh, – I'm not personally an expert in this field as of yet, but I continue to learn more about it. And as a company, there's some definite expertise that has been here as well as expertise that uh, uh, we partner with others to train uh, in the school systems so that people can uh, get the support and to create really reduce incidents of bullying. And I'm so proud that Highmark has had a real impact in, in the 49 counties in the Pennsylvania area where we have our, our bullying efforts through an initiative we have called uh, Highmark Healthy High Five through the Highmark Foundation. Uh, very fortunate that we've been able to reduce the incidence of bullying. Um, and so I just want you to know there's hope out there. If it's something that's happening to you, there's uh, support out there, and, and we want to make sure you get to the support that you need. And, and and I am so proud of Highmark also doing that. I, I really am. They've been doing this for a long time. I'm very proud of that. And listen to me. If you're being bullied and you're listening to the show right now, go to Facebook to the Bender Lead On page. Bender Lead On page on Facebook because guess what? You're going to meet tons of young people with disabilities. And instead of being bu they were bullied, guess what they're doing now? They're saying, I'm here to help you. you got a whole group of people that want to help you. Don't ever let someone else make you think you are not important because you are. Every one of you. And, Evan, when you uh, hire people, whether it be at Highmark or at the Hill House, you know, are there certain traits that you look for? You know, what's, what's interesting is very often when people are graduating from college, uh, uh, many think that it's just about the resume, that it's just about the education and what, what the degree is and what the work experience is that they have. And the reality is, I mean, those things are important. I don't want to diminish those in any way. But what people forget about often are the intangible things, the things such as, you know, how do you get along with others? What's, what's your relations, you know, how do you get along with people? How do you get along in group situations? Are you smiling? Are you a friendly person? Are you someone that, uh, you know, it, it's those kind of things. It's your attitude. 
uh, that people look at. It's, you know, would I want to work with this person? Do I like this person? You know, sometimes it even comes down to, do you know, would I want to work with this person every day? And so it's important to, to understand that there is a, a, uh, um, uh, a component that goes beyond just what's on your written resume and what the experience is. Uh, because I can guarantee you that if you've got the right things on paper, but in, in terms of, of your ability to communicate and your attitude and other things, if those things aren't right, then it, it really, you'll lose the opportunities that could be out there for you. And, and on the flip side, for those of you who might be out there and say, well, you know, I don't have this and I don't have this on my resume, uh, a lot of times the difference could be made up in attitude, you know, that you are the kind of person that people would want to work with, that, that you are the kind of person that uh, would make customers, you know, feel good about themselves. And you're the kind of person that uh, believes, is positive, has confidence, you know, there's, there's, I can't tell you how far it takes you to be a person that has confidence in yourself going into an interview or, you know, uh, or, you know wherever an opportunity might be that you have confidence and, and you smile and you're able to get along with people. That goes a long way because uh, they know that, employers know that, um, you know, you know, good employees and, and, and great employees, there are qualities that go beyond just experience. And a lot of those deal with what's your personality, what's your attitude, and are you able to, uh, uh, are, you, are, the, are you the kind of person that uh, people would want to work with on a regular basis? That, oh, that is so true. But you're, and again, um, that is one thing I have to say, you are the optimist with a great attitude, Evan, so you're a living example of that, and you already have accomplished so many things in your life, but I wanted to ask you, over the past few years, or, or all time for that matter, what, what do you consider your greatest accomplishment? Oh, wow, that's a, such a great question. Uh, I'm not sure I could point to just one thing, but I would have to say it centers around, you know, some of the successes um, that we had uh, at the Hill House when I was there um, about helping people, you know, in, in with, whether it be, you know, uh, uh, it, it, it probably centered, it also probably centers around, um, I, I recall uh, some experiences of, of helping to create organizations uh, a little earlier in my years that have went from, you know, just one location to many across the country, and they're, they're still active, and you see people's lives changed by that, uh, by the efforts. To me, that that's important to be able to to go beyond yourself, and then to to be able to see it, other people being impacted, and you don't have to be there every day. And so, the situations where that's created, and I feel like uh, even in my current role, uh, a lot of those things uh, are happening. Uh, but but let let me also. Uh, mention one last thing which we talked about earlier which is uh, for me the reason behind writing the book was to impact people's lives and that's another example of something I'm very proud of because it's something that can impact people's lives uh, even when I can't be there you know it's something that people can read and reread and and hopefully gain some inspiration from as they do it and I've found uh, from the comments I've heard that it's happening 
Yes, and that is no price tag can you put on that, Evan. Absolutely. No Absolutely. price tag. So, Evan, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? Um, I, I think uh, if there's any message today, it's really, you know, you can make a difference. You can make a difference for yourself, for your family, and for those around you. Uh, and, and, it's, and it's up to you. You know, your future is in your hands. But you've got to believe it's in your hands. So, so that that's what I want to leave. It's it's really each of us has the power to be successful, you know. And no one can really take that away from us, you know, as long as it's embedded inside. So, if you have that inside of you, and you're willing to work towards it, no one can take that away from you. Oh, so true it is. And I want to end the show, we always end the show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader or someone with a disability, someone that has impacted others. And if you don't know, I want you to know that Justin Dart Jr. and Helen Keller were inducted into the Hall of Fame at the Department of Labor a couple weeks ago, which is a great honor to be among many other greats that are in this Hall of Fame. And so I must end with a quote today from Helen Keller that I believe really goes along with a lot of what Evan Frazier has been talking about. And here it is. Helen Keller said, when one door of happiness closes, another opens. But often we look so long at the closed door that we do not see the one which has been opened for us said Helen Keller. Evan, thank you for being with us. Oh, it's always my pleasure. Thank you, Joyce. And this is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.